Welcome to the Christ and All podcast, where we discuss topics submitted by you about God, church, life, and how to find Christ in the middle of it all. I'm your host, Taylor Easley, and I am joyfully joined by mm, Pastor Chad Hunsberger. With a smile on my face. How's it going? All is well. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the weather's nice. I will take I mean, this, it's raining, but it's cold. But I'll take it, and I'm enjoying it and thankful for it's it. It's not 95 degrees outside. No. I'm loving it. Yep. Okay, so um, today's question is kind of theological in nature, mm-hmm. and um, you haven't been avoiding it on purpose, <laughs> right? Somewhat like delaying it. I knew Delayed. it was still going to come. Well, we, got, we did get this question a, a few, maybe months, months back. Months yeah. yeah. Um, and honestly, it caused me to do a little research of my own sure. and gave me words around things to talk to my son about who yeah. asks about the end of his life all yeah, the time. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, so the question that we have today is, is the intermediate state a real place and what is it? Yeah. So I do think that it's probably easier to reverse that mm-hmm. um, order of question. Define uh, it. Define it and then yes. is it real or not? Uh, so the intermediate state is uh, different then it's almost like, what is it not? It is not Mm -hmm. purgatory, okay? (laughs) Right. Um, Which, understandably, why people might kind of put those things together. We do not believe in purgatory, nor do we believe in that that this, the intermediate state, is that. Purgatory being this holding place that you have to earn your way out of because uh, you were were put there. This is a, a theology of Catholics in particular, uh, so it is not the purgatory. That might be a different podcast for a different day. But mm-hmm. We do not hold to that anyway. But intermediate state, you can think of it this way. When Scripture says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So that that's like immediate, right? Upon your death, you are present with the Lord for followers of Christ, present with the Lord. The uh, thief on the cross is like the primary example of this, right? Mm-hmm. Thief on the cross says, uh, like, I, I believe you are the son of God. And he, Jesus says, uh, today you will be with me in paradise, right? So he is making this claim, like, upon your death, you will be there. And we hear it again uh, in the Pauline writings, right? So, right. however, there is... Um, new heaven, new earth time. And uh, you can, we see that fleshed out most particularly in the book of Revelation um, as like victory is is won um, and, and there's all kinds of different things could that could be discussed about when some of those things happen. Um, but ultimately the new heaven, new earth, as well as... Um, New bo- like our our bodies actually being raised from the grave, right? So we're we're we are already there in like spirit, um, but but our physical body is not. And so the intermediate state is this time, as best as we can tell it, between our physical death on earth and our and the new heaven, new earth bodily resurrection and all that goes with that. So the, the timing of some of that is interesting too, but it's that, that space of time between. What is uniquely challenging about understanding something like 
the intermediate state is one, we don't have a lot, almost anything at all in scripture about that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and second of all, this one, this one gets really hard. And you were talking about your son and the questions that come from him and your daughter and how that stirred a bunch of questions. And I think that's good. Mm-hmm. But I think both of these are really hard for us as adults to comprehend. But I think certainly I would assume all the more difficult for children. But we have to remember that God exists outside of time. So even when I say that the intermediate state is this period of between, time right. between, that's a linear way of thinking that God doesn't exist linearly. So I'm glad you addressed that because one argument of my really intelligent eight year old yeah. <laughs> was it doesn't make sense. Sure. And so I think to point out the fact that God is outside of what we can right, even possibly right. imagine yep. is a is an important piece. It's so difficult for us to grasp. I, I think of it like this: that sometimes um, in, in a football game, when if you are uh, the center playing football, you are the guy that hikes the ball. So, and then you're literally looking down until the quarterback claps his hands, says hut, whatever the trigger is, then you snap the ball and look up and you are looking right in front of you. And that's all you have. You have a a helmet that kind of stops you from looking too peripherally anyway. And and you can only see what's right there. Mm -hmm. The offensive coordinator that sits up in the box in the Georgia Dome or Mercedes-Benz Stadium or whatever it is, (laughs) right, in the Superdome, he sits like way far out. He's looking at the entire play. So he's looking at 12, I mean, 11 players on one side, 11 on the other, and he's looking at all those kind of things. But even his eyes can only see so much at a time. But God looks from outside of time, this is where it's mind-boggling, at all of time. So he's able to see Adam and Eve and you and I as like at one time. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he's able to look at the whole field, and the whole field is the existence of time. Yeah, that's something that our finite mind just simply cannot grasp. We we can attempt to do that um, in in different, uh, I guess, graphic imagery. Sure. Like we can try to d- simplify it. simplify it. <laughs> but even when we do that, even when we look at a timeline. Our eyes can only visibly see one spot on the focus. That's Mm -hmm. the way our eyes are made, right? And so it's so hard to grasp. So I say that to say that that even in the the next question that is it real, um, I would say we know that something about it exists. And if you're asking if it's real as in tangible, touchable, uh, I would argue... um, not in the way that we would think, not, not in the, uh, yeah, the, because we, we don't, we won't have body, mm-hmm. right? So this is a spiritual realm. Right. So I do think, yes, because we know there, there is a presence with the Lord that takes place. Um, what could be argued is because all of that exists outside of time, um, that there is a, one, one argument that's made, I'll put it that way, it's not necessarily mine, but one argument that is made is that 
um, there isn't a a waiting that is at that exists at all from the point of uh, physical death on earth and whatever is going to take place in the eternal realm. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of think of that as like, okay, my, my grandmother passed away a few months ago and it is not as though she has to wait <clears throat> for the rest of us to get there. Mm-hmm. That potentially even like we talk about, is she waiting on the other side of the gate and those kind right. of things? And I'm not saying she is or is it. What I'm saying is that there it's almost as though we would all arrive simultaneously because all of that exists outside of time. So the, the concept of waiting wouldn't have to exist either. Right. That, that's the closest I could think of, of, of whether or not uh, that, that time between physical death and bodily resurrection is given uh, is if it ex- truly exists outside of time, then the constraints that time put on us are not given there at all. So the need to wait, the need to pause, all of those things uh, don't necessarily have to exist. And that, that adds a whole level of challenge when it comes to what John is describing in the book of Revelation. And so I'm not trying to, to make it harder. Um, I'm saying it's, it's always been that hard. Mm-hmm. That's why it's not quite as, uh, we want to make things as black and white as possible. Right. I know I do. Um, concrete and and this, along with the the things of eternity, are not as black and white as we want. Right. What I would say for the, those who are asking, um, really out of a curiosity of of what we would describe in other writings, kind of as like the afterlife. Like mm-hmm. What happens after life on Earth? Right. right. What happens after our physical death? I would say the the uh, enjoyment of thinking toward the unknown for those who are in Christ mm-hmm. is so vast that like however it is described is is not sufficiently good enough. Mm-hmm. So as a follower of Christ, be more than okay with not understanding the uh, intermediate state. Be more than okay with not understanding the existence of outside of time um, because it it's a display of the infinity of blessing that comes. It's a display of the never stopping and the, a very mm-hmm. Sally Lloyd-Jones way, mm-hmm. never stopping, never ending love, redemptive love of God, right? And so it's like, okay, I, yes, I can't understand it, and I want to. I want to be able to grab hold of a street of gold and understand it and mm-hmm. the pearly gate and understand that. But what I'm saying is it's so grand, so great, and truly like out <coughs> of our physical reach right now that cherish the enjoyment of your non-knowledge. If you could understand it, it might not be quite as great. Right. And so that's where I would say, yeah, it's fine to ask a question. I don't think it's a bad question at all. I think it's a good one to enjoy considering as you're considering 
the enjoyment of what will be to come. Yeah. And I think it's a it's a good question, especially if you're somebody who likes to study theology, yeah, because you're yeah. going to run across stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And so um, I like how you directed everybody to just look towards the hope of eternity, yeah. because that is uh, that's what I told my kids, actually, <laughs> at the end of the day. I was like, you know what? Like, there's so much that you can't. Oh, yeah. You can't grasp. Right. Now, my, my son is not okay with that, mm-hmm. really. Not yeah. yet. He will yeah, be. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you're still, yeah, but I want to know. Right, but uh-huh. that doesn't make sense. Yeah. So um, so to your son, you're right. It doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And sometimes not making sense is actually a good thing. Yeah, yeah. So rest. Rest yeah. in your not knowledge. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Well, awesome. Anything else that you want to add to wrap it up? No, I think that's good. I think we covered it. All right. So that does wrap up this episode of the Christ and All podcast. You can catch a new episode each Wednesday. If you enjoyed this episode, do us a favor and leave us a review or post it on whatever social media you have. This will help others find us uh, and send us questions. If you want to submit a question for us to discuss, please send that to info at colonialheights.org. We can't wait to hear from you. And thanks for listening.